Welcome to Table Flipping. I'm actress Taylor Mishak. And I'm writer Alyssa Littman. Join us as we sit down with guests to unpack how the fascinating, messy women of reality TV have shaped our lives. And of course, dish about Bravo, The Bachelor, and everything in between. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. Hey, happy Friday, Alyssa. Bolo Friday, Taylor. Bolo Friday! <laughs> it's here! It's like Christmas! <laughs> yeah. Um, how are you doing? How are things? I I am good. I'm good. I uh, Today was like a really, or this week was a big week for shooting for Dave for me. And so this is, uh, this is a very exciting day because it's my first day off and we get to do the pod and I have piles of laundry and I have to take Fredo to the vet, but it's all, it's all great. Um... And this is also the most beautiful week because of fucking Atlanta. Oh, was yeah. Such a, was such a gift. And I was telling you before we started recording that when I do go to set, like one of the first things I do is get my hair done by Pavi, who's our like amazing stylist and does so, so, so much for the show. And I should be like memorizing my lines, but I recently found out that he watches all of these shows. So all I do is like run my mouth about all of these shows. And then I'm like, oh, my God, what do you think about Atlanta? What do you think is happening on Salt Lake? What do you think about Mary? What's going on? And it's uh, very unprofessional and so fun. (laughs) Uh, So that's been great. How are you? Uh, I'm good. Not much new here. Just still, you know, working, trying not to get COVID, all of that good stuff. Um, should we talk about our, a little bit of news for our personal podcast? Yeah. Okay, great. This is pretty cool. Um, so we have joined a podcasting network called Podglomerate. Um, and so we're going to have a bunch of new cool stuff for you guys. Um, we have some new art coming that we're very excited about. And, yeah. uh, you know, hopefully we'll just expand. We'll expand our little community and get some cool new guests on and things like that. So we'll keep you posted as things start to change for us. And it should be very exciting. Yeah, it's very cool to finally like kind of be part of like a bigger family. We've been doing this so solo for so long and this was a big goal of ours. And yeah. So we've accomplished it. We could check that box and it's uh it's cool. It's like onward and upward. Um, but shout out to all of our OG listeners who have been here since day one. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's get into the Bachelor news from this week. So I have not actually read any spoilers, but I can surmise like what's happening. Um, so mm. if you really, really don't want to even think about what a spoiler could possibly be perhaps skip ahead a few minutes but mm-hmm. uh matt james posted on instagram you know sort of like a notes app i didn't realize what was happening you know behind the scenes at the bachelor i'm learning everything in real time with you guys and the franchise has a big problem and i'm disappointed and i feel like it, this should have been handled better essentially and okay, so it okay. appears to me and we've kind of been saying this the whole time so i don't really think it's a spoiler but it appears to me that he picks rachel and then it's like a garrett situation like what becca did and mm. then he finds out about all these pictures and all the controversy and everything and I would imagine that he's probably pretty pissed off at the producers about that. Because, like, if you assume that you have, you know, a great group of people that have been vetted, that you're going to have some level of protection um, when you pick them, that you won't look like a fucking idiot. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm sure that's, like, extremely hard for him. And I, I think it's the same thing with, like, you know, past contestants where people have 
allegations of sexual assault, those kinds of things. Like I've always said, this is actually dangerous. Like you, you are, (laughs) you are putting people Mm -hmm. in dangerous positions. And I I think it's a very similar situation for Matt. Um, And if they're going to have their bachelors and bachelorettes, like Rachel Lindsay and Matt, like being pissed off at the franchise, I think they have some serious thinking to do about like how they bring people onto the show and what kind of drama is actually good for the show. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's uh, it seems a little naive if you're in the bachelor or bachelorette's shoes to be like, oh, well, then just present me with all of these like wonderful, eligible people. But at the same time, that's the point of the show. <laughs> like That is what you're told. And I could see getting swept up in in being the center of this whole huge sensational show and going, well, I trust that all of the the contestants that you're bringing to me are are good, great people. They've gone through such extensive interviews and there's been so much research and you get swept up in, in everything and all of the theatrics and everything that's charming about it. So it would feel very frustrating to get to the end and be like, but I trusted you guys as a source. This whole, The whole point was to give me all of these like wonderful people. So to find out that they're beyond flawed is, is, is tough. Um, but... Yeah, I don't know. I think it's I think it's good that he's come forward and has pointed out that there's like so much that needs to be done because I know that he's been quiet for a long time. I think it's it's interesting that we're watching all of the the drama unfold in real time while the show is on and people have talked about NDAs and what they're allowed to say and what they're not allowed to say and now we're finally reaching a point where there can be like an open discussion about it and I think it's good that the the spotlight is staying on the issue itself and that he's not dismissing it or kind of shoving it under the rug. So I think that's, that's okay. It's interesting. Um, I feel like there's going to be big changes before next season. That's my, that's my gut. I God, I hope so. Right. I mean, we've talked about how there's just a lot of discouraging things that have made us feel bad about a show. We want to make us feel good and silly and light and fun while we're watching it. And so all of this stuff with Chris Harrison has been so disappointing and such a bummer. And then you're giving us fewer and fewer reasons to stay. And we make jokes about how, like, there's always the trailer for the next season that, like, sucks you in. But even that is going to be less powerful to me if if all of this just intrinsically horrible things just keep happening. Um, I do want to say that I feel like technically I should be the winner of our bracket because he cried so much (laughs) when Serena P left, which means I was right. So on a technicality, I was right. <laughs> because wait, so you're saying that he cried because you you because Serena P left? Yes, he left. That's what you he, predicted? No, I'm saying he wanted to pick her and she left oh, before she could what, be right. picked. And so technically me picking her is right. Wow. Do your <laughs> arms hurt from this reach? Oh my this god. This is a reach. <laughs> I am shook. I, yeah, who knows? I mean, let's just say that Queen Victoria is going to get somebody's money and it's probably, is it me? I think I don't know. (laughs) It's, it's a debacle, you guys. It's, it's tough. It's also frustrating to me that I, I feel like we, we joked about this a little bit with like Claire and Dale that we are talking a lot about that whole bullshit and we don't we just don't know Dale because he didn't get a lot of screen time. I feel the same way about Matt James and he gets so much screen time. I don't know jack shit about this guy. Yeah. I don't know anything about in fact this like this what we're talking about just now in terms of his statement and everything that's happening post show is when I feel like I'm gathering at least some substantial information about him. But these quote-unquote hometown dates 
which were comedy gold in a lot of ways, were still very boring to me because I don't I don't know anything about him. I don't know what he wants. I don't care. Um, and so that is not the makings of a great bachelor to me. But there's been so much else going on. I also was I just like say, thinking. Oh, yeah, go ahead. No, no, you go, you go. I was just thinking Matt must be like, I did not sign up for any of this. <laughs> He's like, I signed up to make out with like 30 girls and like be hot on TV. I did not sign up for any of this other stuff. Up. Yeah, <laughs> I think that that's, I think that's really his vibe, right? Like, and that seems like he's really just trusting the process and like you shouldn't. Like yeah. you should not be <laughs> trusting the process if you're the Bachelor Trust or the Bachelor. no one on Trust The Bachelor. no one. And it's like yeah. moments like these make you look back to like, fucking Colton season or even Ari were like they were terrible bachelors in a lot of ways but they had like some agency like they would kind of fuck shit up by being like no I'm gonna change my mind or I'm gonna go do that or I'm not I'm gonna refuse to do this and Matt James is just so along for the ride and so easy to produce and like clearly doing whatever he's told and it's uh it's just it's not good what I will say is I love Michelle I still love Michelle I stand Michelle as Someone who has lived in Minnesota, it pisses me right off that she's like, I have a special day planned for us and just is holding a bike and goes, my family always takes evening bike rides. Get the fuck out. of No family takes evening bike rides every night. That's not your family tradition. And that family, if it exists, is not in the state of Minnesota. It's just impossible. So how low is the budget that they were like, hey, Michelle, you're not going to get any props. You get nothing. You get jack shit. You could maybe borrow some bikes from Nima Colon and like kind of like drive around for a second. Like that's that's just it. That seemed that was like such a horrible excuse of an activity for her hometown date. And I don't even, I'm like, I don't even have this like huge sense of Minnesota pride, but I still was offended. So I guess maybe I do somewhere deep down inside. Uh, how did you feel about the Zoom class of kids? Was that cute or uncomfortable for you? Um, I feel like it was great. And the kids seemed to be happy. I don't know. This episode was like really boring to me, to be honest with you. I'm usually yeah. bored by hometowns unless there's like some crazy, um, you know, decor Parent. in the houses. Yeah. Um, I'm mostly here for the decor. So there was no decor. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's it was like, it's okay, fine. I, I feel like we know Rachel's going to win. I don't know. I don't really have I don't really have that much to be honest with you. Did you did you laugh or gasp or cry when Rachel slammed into the earth like a comet? Oh man. I mean <laughs> that was shocking. Like it's uh, jarring. Yeah. Like I thought her like spine was broken. And yeah. I don't know. It was really hard to watch. Like I on the one hand I look you know me. I love like watching Paris, watching Paris Hilton get like bucked off a horse and go to the hospital. And so part like, ooh, like, you know, maybe <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can't say it. I'm kind of like, look, man, you know, should have apologized for those pictures earlier, like karma's a bitch sort of situation. But also like I when she was like, I my whole back hurts, I can't move, I was like, Oh god, she could literally die from internal bleeding or something it was really terrifying it was bad it made me so desperately want to know the reaction of everyone behind the camera because i can't help but think back to the scripted show unreal that like explores a lot of scenarios like this where something horrible and dangerous and like very very bad will happen to a contestant and the producers are like but that is kind of 
cool, right? This is yeah. really good for us. Um, but also I would be, if you were there in real life, you'd be like, oh, that girl is dead. Yeah. Like that, it was such a crazy, crazy impact. Um, pretty brutal. The last thing I'll say about it, the episode was really boring. I don't really, it's, it's, it's disappointing. But the three women at the end waiting for Serena P was like, the new who's on first for me. It was so, <laughs> so funny to watch them whisper to each other and go, do you think, do you think that she's coming? And then the other one would look at them and go, is Serena P, is, is Serena coming? Did you see her? Brie, Brie, did you see Serena? Is she coming? Is this it? Is she coming? And they let that go for like six minutes. And that was the highlight of the episode for me. Just <laughs> the women asking each other in like hushed voices if Serena was coming. And no one answered. Not None of them answered each other. But it's also like they don't know. How are they supposed they to don't know? know? I know. But they wasn't even. They just like kept repeating the same conversations yeah, to each other. Like like very beautiful little birds. Like they just like no one responded to anyone. They just were looking around. And they were so confused. And I thought it was so cute. Uh, I thought that was really funny. But yeah, that's sure. really all that there is to say about The Bachelor. Oh, oh, what? Except this, like, beard. What do you think oh, about the yeah. beard? It was like a Harden Drake situation. Yeah. Do you, Are you thumbs up or thumbs down on beard? Um, I don't know. <laughs> it's tough to say. I don't, I'm not, historically, I don't love a beard, but I also feel like it grows him up a little bit, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. I'm okay, here for it. I'm all right. Taylor's on, here. Taylor's here. Hard and beard matching. Look, Let's I think he it. might be available. So you know, get yeah, in there. Maybe. <laughs> I maybe. Uh, um. Okay. okay. Cool. Well, that's interesting. We'll have to dissect the full look, like when we see the women tell all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Let's get to Atlanta. <laughs> okay. This episode, I just have to say, iconic. Like I started oh, watching it. I watched the first eight minutes and I stopped and I told Mike, I'm going to restart this and you have to watch it with me. Mm -hmm, (laughs) And mm -hmm. all you really need to know for people who don't even watch it is that Cynthia is marrying Mike Hill and they throw a surprise bachelorette party for her. And it is one of the greatest episodes of Housewives I've ever seen. The top of the episode, like normally I don't like gimmicky shit on Bravo. Like they tried to do it on Vanderpump Rules when it appeared they ran out of storyline. Usually it smells like weakness to me. This was like (laughs) I jaw on the floor when I saw Basic Instinct Kenya Moore. I was like, this is, someone give her an Emmy. This is incredible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What did you think of the Basic Instinct format? Oh, I was shook. I knew it was it was such a beautiful moment because, and I texted you, I could only watch like four or five minutes before I went to work, but that was the first thing I saw. And I was like, I've only seen a few minutes and it's it's the best thing that I've ever, it's so good and funny and on the fucking note and I just knew I was watching the one of the best housewives episodes ever as you said so I loved it um and they kept going with it they like continued with that style of everyone looked head. so beautiful too and in their interview looks like with the lighting mm-hmm. and all that stuff I mean my god like we should be so lucky um okay so candy brings this guy who goes by bolo who's a stripper into (laughs) into the house and i guess he was part of her dungeon tour i have to say candy's like you know mistress persona i i love like she really she might be the only one in the group who can actually act and she really pulls it off oh i that was like the first thing i wrote down as i was like candy's level of commitment is like 
acting goals. Like she is like she's so dramatically dropped into her character and she was so unwavering. I was inspired. It like made me work better that day. It's I also, was a better performer from it. It's like so hard to do that in front of your friends too. Like she's not, you yes. know, she is on a TV show, but she's hanging out with her friends. Like that's the context of it. And so it's like one thing to walk on set and everyone knows the character you're playing, but she just like embodied a totally different persona, you know, just chilling on a girl's vacation, which I thought was like yeah. really cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay, where should we even start? Like, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say. The first thing I noticed that here's my only note about the whole situation. I do wish that we could have done this with some sort of like mood lighting or like party lighting. Like they were, they had this stripper take yes. his dick out with full lights on in every single room. Absolutely. I totally agree. I was like, what is so off-putting to me about this? Because there's something, I mean, it's it's... It's already a little funky, and I was going to ask you about this, that the that the bachelorette party was so, so sexual. Like, they're all in these, like, really, aggr- not, like, costumey lingerie, like, hardcore BDSM authentic-ass <laughs> lingerie. And they're with each other and this one stripper. So it felt like that was a little bit of an extreme to me. Like, even if I was doing a big, like, sexy bachelorette party in Vegas, it might feel a little, like, more costumey than what they were doing. But the you hit the nail on the head that the fluorescent lighting, it's like it made it feel they were very, like, Vegas at its best. Yeah. And the lighting made it feel like they were at a Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. And then you remembered that they were at a lake house. So all of those elements combined were a little bizarre. But I appreciated that all of them seemed unfazed. Like, they were, like, not going to let this change their whole attitude. And I have uh, to say, like, everyone looked so beautiful. And I am, look, sometimes I rip on people, but I do it lovingly. Like, I, I'm going to rip on this situation a little bit because this is not – like my personal comfort level, but I love that we got to see all of this. Like Portia, like crouching in a metal mesh top with her nipples out, like crouching, like to hide, to be like, surprise. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I, I would never. And I, I think it's interesting that you mentioned this because I was watching this being like, who wants to be this sexual with their friends? But then I also, I always have the same question about like strip clubs where guys mm. are like getting boners together. I'm like, why are you guys all getting like horny together? It's very confusing to me, you know? Um, so, but like, I, I enjoy seeing it. I, I just like, you know, when Cynthia was like in the sex swing, first of all, nobody's ever going to get me in a sex swing hanging over like a regular door because it will break. <laughs> like there, And I would be like concussed and embarrassed, but Cynthia being in like a sex swing with like candy, you know, massaging her with a dildo. I was like, this is a new level of friendship to me. Yeah. They gave her vibrating panties. Yeah. And I was like, this is this. If if Alyssa gave me vibrating <laughs> panties, I would be weirded out. I don't think I love her. I don't want to receive vibrating panties from Alyssa. I would it's, give it to you as like a joke, but then I wouldn't be like, put them on right now and I'm going to vibrate. Them, yeah, you know? exactly. There's something I think it is. It, it's a testament to like how fun and close these women are and I guess it's just like a different I don't know vibe but I when I think of parties like that you do think about having some sort of an audience which is I think is sort of the logic of a strip club or going out to I keep saying Vegas but like a big party in Vegas and you're like a gaggle of like hot women together and you're having a fun time and there's eyes on you and 
what weirded me out about this party, I kept thinking, well, they have the cameras on them. Like, that has to give them so much energy. And then they could not wait to get the cameras out so they could go harder. And I was like, oh, that I don't get. That I don't get. I like So there's just no one. It's just you guys. Like, if I'm just dicking around with my girlfriends, I don't I, – I can't relate. I was – very happy to be watching and they seem to be having a really fun time but it was very hard to relate to I, I also think there's this phenomenon of housewives her- hooking up with each other that we like don't really they don't really talk about very much like I've heard this on New York as well and so like you know clearly Portia and Latoya made out with each other we saw that I feel like mm-hmm. there's some interesting like sexual boundaries here and I'm here mm-hmm. for it I just wish someone other than Kenya who's like you know, just trying to out everybody. I wish someone would talk about it on their own terms. I think that's what's most interesting to me. Does that make sense? Yes. And but I, I think we also saw in this episode, and again, for anybody who didn't watch this, this the the stripper comes, it's pretty fucking crazy and very sexual. They kick the cameras out and go to the effort to go and rearrange the cameras that were like in the corners of all of the rooms, like yes. the MTV like night camera vision <laughs> bullshit. They're like, we're doing this all fucking off off the grid. And and then it becomes clear that when Bolo leaves at 7 a.m. that he has hooked up with someone and Kenya goes on this big uh, rampage to figure out who it was and like get to the bottom of it. These women made a really big effort to not have this be on the show. Kenya is like defying all of that by making it a huge scene that she's holding this like fake funny court, this like trial and interviewing everybody and like trying to get to the bottom of it. And Candy and Portia are very, being very like tight-lipped about it without getting too angry at her. They're just like, "We're, you know, what happened last night stays and last night." And I think that for what you're talking about of like the moments where the housewives are hooking up with each other or something like very actually significantly sexual happens if there is a hookup, that they all kind of agree that that's just like not going to be on the show. And now this moment, and that's why this episode is so good, is a pulling back of that curtain. And it makes you mad at Kenya because you're seeing that she's betraying their trust, but it makes you mad because you're seeing that she's betraying their trust, but it makes you so I know. happy I'm because like, it's on your I'm like, Kenya knows what we need to see. And so I'm grateful, but I also realize it's problematic. I don't know. What do you think about this whole, like, stay out of other people's business situation? I kind of like it because I feel like it's reverse gender roles. Like, I feel like guys totally do this for each other. So it's cool to see women doing it for each other. But yeah. I'm also like, but tell us what happened. <laughs> I know. I think I also was trying to put myself in their shoes of that because I because normally I would hold their feet to the fire more being like hey you knew you were on this was going to be filmed you were taking a trip like for the Real Housewives of Atlanta yada yada but then I put the the fact that they were filming during the pandemic in my head and like that in terms of their lives this one big outing was actually a huge fucking it was a big fucking deal like a lot of them were like oh my god this is my first time away from my family in like months and months and months this is my first time out of my house and whatever like So them getting, I am giving them a hall pass for getting a little more wild than they would have liked to be on camera than I might normally. Um, And I do think that it, that Candy being like, this was a real, this was a real celebration for Cynthia. And then the girls are getting wild and nobody, everybody was still playing by their own rules. And it is none of my business to share because I don't know, like, let's presume that the person and the, or the people that might have boned Bolo uh, weren't breaking, you know, any any rules or any sort of like uh, boundaries that they had with their partners or families right. or if they have any like that. could That's just like their own 
business. So well, I'm I'm team candy in terms of shut the fuck up about it. In like in terms of my morals, right, <laughs> but, right. As a viewer, as a viewer, I'm like, team Kenya. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, um. Okay, let me ask you a question. Okay. Is okay. So they blurred <laughs> Bolo's dick, right? So, uh-huh. do we think that was hard the whole time, or do we think that was like I was trying? Mike and I disagreed, so I would like okay, you well, to break what, the tie. <laughs> well, what did okay? I okay. This is a great question because it can't have been. they're both unbelievable to me because if you're a stripper and you're a professional stripper and he was like clearly very professional, very talented. Also, let's just go on record that Bolo, very talented man. Um, Strong, strong, sexy, like uh, his body's very like flu. I'm always very impressed when you have like so many muscles, but then you can like body roll like you're made of water. Like it's amazing. Oh, yeah. He was really, truly yeah, a, a talent. What a gift. What a gift. <laughs> we Bolo sound like is. such losers. Okay, keep going. Was it hard or not, Taylor? It was. It, it has to be somewhere in between because there's no way you do that whole dance with a limp dick, but there's no way you do that whole dance like rock hard. Like erections are so fickle. And so unless, but I know that there's there's things that can help and can make you last longer and there's tricks, but an erection is a fickle thing. And and. So I, I I think it was maybe somewhere in between, and I really want to know what Mike said. What what was Mike's thought? Him in the glass case outside, I was like, oh my god, he, his dick is hard, and they had to blur it. And then Mike was like, you don't know that his dick is hard. Maybe it's just that big. And I was like, wow, a hot take from you over here. I did wow. watch um, Drew on Watch What Happens Live after, and she s- talked about how Bolo has a whole process, but she didn't exactly say what the process was referring to, but she's like, it's like an art to be able to do that. And I was like, I think it means like keep his dick hard for that long. I think that, okay, then I do think it was hard to hard-ish the whole time because also that blur was what could not physically be a soft dick, right? (laughs) I'm sorry. If If that blur was the size of an arm, Alyssa, if that was it at its lowest point, Then I don't, it just doesn't, I can't, but there are, there are things you can take and techniques that you could do. So if Drew is saying that there was a process, like I, I get it. Do you ever see those commercials (laughs) that are Uh like triple XX powder makes you last longer, gets you hyped. It's like, you are so like obsessed with powders that do all this magical shit. It's so funny. You're like, okay, powders for my skin to be beautiful and powders for dicks to be hard. Bolo takes triple X powder. That's my answer to your dick question. Okay. 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 That's good to know. I have to say that these women are truly so fucking funny. All of them, no matter what their perspective on this, like was, they were all saying things that was just making me cackle like Marlo is so smart I don't understand why she's not a housewife it's getting like egregious at this point we need to give her a peach and like her she was saying like oh you should have made everyone sign an NDA and I was like she's totally right she's such a good businesswoman and then someone Portia was saying like I keep seeing her uterus about like Kenya like scratching upside down it was just like one thing after another so funny Portia hilarious but I'm also concerned because she was like so wasted I also want to say that like Portia and Dennis are not together. So if she fucked the stripper, who cares? It's her business. That's exactly what I'm saying. That's exactly it. So then it would be, it would be like, why, 
it's it's be neither here nor there about it because Candy's like, okay, I don't want to die on this hill of like making everybody shut the fuck up and make it be this big fight that we don't talk about it. But it's like Portia's fucking business if she wants to bang Bolo, and it's not that big. But it's it is also intimate enough that she reserves the right like to be quiet about it if she wanted or to not have it on camera and not have it be a part of this or whatever. Yeah, um, it, it does seem like someone else who didn't have as much freedom in their relationship might have also done some stuff. I don't know if they all. They fully had sex but like maybe participated in like a threesome kind of way and my main yeah. suspects are like tanya and possibly shamia but i don't think so and also this mm. is all just like i'm guessing for fun and i'm not trying to ruin anyone's life that's i would just want to say that <laughs> <laughs> i did i agree with you though that portia was so so fun to watch and was also cracking so many amazing jokes and so everything that Candy was giving me as, like, inspiration as an actor for the drama, like, Portia was coming at it for me with everything comedically that I was like, oh, am I watching, like, a master class? Like, this is, like, who needs Stanislavski when you could just, like, watch The Real yeah. Housewives of Atlanta and just, like, draw inspiration from, like, how pure their performances are. They're so watchable. They're so good. They're so authentic. Also, can we talk about how if this episode wasn't enough, these bitches went fishing and caught a shark. <laughs> they caught a shark, you guys. A huge shark in a, like, side throwaway scene of them, like, oh, last night was crazy, and then all of a sudden they pull, like, a fucking five-foot shark out of the ocean. I was I can't. Yeah, they've also been like up until seven in the morning. I would not be on a boat with a shark if I was up until seven in the morning. No. Wow. 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 That seems like your nightmare, though, because you're very scared of open water. right? I am. I am scared of open water, but I like being in like a big boat. So that would be fine. And if the shark was in the air, then all of a sudden the shark is in my house now so that I wouldn't be as freaked out. I mean, I don't know. I'm saying that now and I always get more scared. Did you just call the boat your house? The boat would be my house. Like, because when I'm in the ocean, it's the shark's house that freaks me out. Right. But if it was. But then I would probably feel bad because then the shark would be dying. I don't know. It's hard to unpack all of the things I would be feeling. I don't recommend anybody to take me on a boat and go shark fishing. Let's just say that. (laughs) I don't think that's the top activity for me. Can I ask, when is the last time you think you saw you like stayed up until 7 a.m.? Oh, Relay for Life when I was in high school. (laughs) Wow. Did you guys do Relay for Life? No. Oh, my God. It's like a cancer fundraiser. And it was like the only excuse I had to like sleep over in a tent with boys when I was in high school because my parents were so strict. And so essentially you like walk the whole night. Um, You do like it's like a marathon fundraiser sort of thing. And everyone sets up their tents in the middle of the track. And then like, yeah, you raise money for the American Cancer Society and you're supposed to stay up all night and like keep walking, which not everybody wow. does. But I, I was the commissioner of community service of Agora High School. So I was in charge. Wow. So I did definitely stay up all night for that. Oh, but my God. That, I don't even know. Like maybe in college, but probably not. I love to sleep. This is I thing. love sleeping, too. Yeah, I love it. And if I was to I don't remember in my adult life seeing like the other side of 7 a.m. like that. I know that I pulled some all nighters in college for just like being a procrastinator and working but it's it was amazing to me that these women like bounced got right back up and were just like making drinks for the morning and ready to roll but again I do think I would pull that energy out of my butt if I got to go to a girl's trip this weekend like I miss like that being just like with it just to be out of your house and I think everything about being quarantined like kind of jacks up the situation a little bit more for them I'm guessing um I want to know how much Bolo was paid (laughs) 
and yeah. which parts he was paid for because it's like okay you have different pieces of this right so he's gonna be on tv that's good for his like brand and notoriety and p- platform and all of that then you have the actual like stripping for the bachelorette party which i'm sure is like what his fee is for but then if he really did have sex with somebody and he left at 7 a.m i'm like was that part of the payment or was that free like how does I, and is that like cool and like a bonus for him like a good night or is that like a this is gonna cost you extra situation interesting i was thinking it was like a cool bonus for him he was just like willing to hang also consider this he had to be losing money by (laughs) if he's a stripper he had to quarantine and get tested for like two weeks at least before getting onto the atlanta set so he had to take time off of working in order to do this job so he had to pay or charge an extra fee on top of that Uh, And then I'm sure, like I'm saying with everything else, once he showed up, he was like, well, I've been waiting weeks to be here. I'm not going to just like perform for 90 minutes and then bounce. I might as well stay and like get wasted with all these beautiful women wearing like insane lingerie. Why would I not? Why would you not stay if you're Bolo? And I feel like Candy like takes care of people and she probably paid him really well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Candy must be a spectacular tipper. And yeah, made sure he was comfortable. The last thing I want to say is that I laughed so hard when people were like, well, how do you know they had sex? Maybe they were just watching porn. And Kenya said, oh, yeah, the stripper with the 20-inch dick was in there watching porn for 45 (laughs) minutes. And I was like, that's a great point, Kenya. That's an absolutely (laughs) wonderful thing to say. Yeah, he was just in there watching porn. I just think, like, even if you don't watch any of the Housewives series, like, you could just go watch this episode and you would get such a kick out of it. Like, you would just be like, what is this world? It's so so good, too, because it's a nice little... you know, what do they call it? Like a bottle episode sort of where it all is like so focused on that night. And then there's all of those same like true crime devices that they're using (laughs) to like zoom in on people and these like the camera that's like turned to the left, but then right out of the like right of the frame, you could sort of see like Bolo humping someone and like the camera is like, this looks like it might be Portia, but it might be someone else. Honestly, Tony could have directed this episode, I feel like. Yeah, it's literally (laughs) like, it's truly like an American Vandal episode, but better. I said it. Okay. Wow. Yeah. What a gift. I can't wait to see this like keep going. It is. It was really wonderful. And it's it's really fun. We talk a lot about fucking wanting these shows to be fun and great and silly and just like gets it. We get totally consumed by them. This has been promoed for weeks and it did not disappoint. Yes. And thank you. Reality gods and everyone at Bravo who did this and whoever thought of that really fun basic instinct intro. It we was are, everything. We are grateful to you. Yes. Uh, please come on the pod. We would like to interview you. Yes. Um, <laughs> 90 I, day would love to talk about 90 day okay I can I say that so I like <laughs> came home on Monday 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 or Tuesday night like super late from shooting but was like kind of still a little stressed out and a little wired and like wanted to to like watch something to help me fall asleep and Tony was like oh you should just like put on there's a new 90 day you could put on 90 day that'll be fun it'll kind of like calm us down then we'll fall asleep The beginning of this 90 day is so fucking insane. Tony, who was sleepy, like fully sat up in in shocked, like in in this in absolute awe and looked at me and was like, this should not be a TV show like this should not be a television show that we're watching. So it completely backfired. What was your reaction to the Stephanie 
fight oh at my the god beginning of it's like Day. truly one of the scariest scenes of any media i've ever seen like i was <laughs> watching this i was like why is the camera like blair witch project like why are her pupils like so dilated we can't she has that like you know when you take a picture of your dog or something or your cat and their eyes have like a flash in them by mistake yeah. and it looks really yeah. scary that's what she looked like and, yep. and i was like yeah. this is a professional tv show like is there just like one person there filming her have like having like a full-blown fucking mental breakdown i was like and it kept i thought it was gonna end after we just like watched her sit on the couch and cry and complain about the whole situation i feel like you should explain it though so people understand what's going on okay yeah should explain so if you it, don't though, watch so 90 understand day what's going ugh. on Ugh. Okay, so <laughs> Taylor hates you, but she guesses. I don't like, understand she'll entertain like what you while you're here. <laughs> I guess my first question is what the, what the fuck are you doing if you're not watching Ninety Day, especially this season? But Stephanie, who is we actually haven't talked about her enough on the pod, and I apologize for that. Somehow it's just like <laughs> like we haven't talked about this whole. But Stephanie is the professional hula hooper slash she runs like this sort of like crazy Botox uh, beauty studio in I think Connecticut or something like that. And she has flown to Belize to be with her boyfriend, Ryan, who she says is her boyfriend, Ryan, and it's the love of her life. And she's been supporting him and giving him so, so, so much money. He is uh, just like kind of a dud to me. I do. I just like do not get it. He doesn't even be seem to be doing that good of a job at like pretending to even be sort of in love with her. He's just like a really, really relaxed, mellow He's also scammer. 27 and she's like in her 27. 50s. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Good point. And uh, she's kind of a hot mess. We find out that they have, surprise, surprise, like a tumultuous relationship where they fight and then they break up and then they get back together and yada, yada. And she really, out of all of the the crazy things that happened to them, she admits to at a time when they broke up on her last trip pre-shooting 90 Day that she sleeps with Ryan's cousin named Harris and that is uh, a like she reveals that to Ryan and in the last episode and was like, I just need you to know that one time when we were broken up, I I did. I slept with your cousin Harris. And then he's like, I already knew that. I already knew that. Uh, I already knew that. And uh, I knew, you're my woman and I hate him. And that's this whole thing. So there that's the fact that this woman fucked her boyfriend's cousin is not the headline. You guys, that doesn't <laughs> even matter anymore. That's how crazy this is. But we see in this episode that they get in another fight because she has asked him to start wearing condoms, which are glow-in-the-dark condoms that she's brought, because they've been apart for 10 months and she doesn't trust him and she wants to be safe, which, good for you, Stephanie. Fuck yeah. He, I guess they have sex, and while they're having sex, she says something. It's so graphic and weird. She's like, the condom is really dry. Why don't you grab some lube? And then he's like, there is no condom. And then she gets upset. And I want to be clear. I also don't. This is that in and of itself is so not funny to me because it absolutely is assault. If you are under yes. the impression that, that somebody is using protection with you and then they deceive you and they are not like that is fully a form of rape. It's yeah. absolutely sexual assault. It's so not funny. What is it's and that's part of what makes that's just the launching point of this fight that we see in this episode that launches us into this place of like absolute chaos that does sort of give you the feeling as an audience member watching the show that you should not be watching it. We watch them fight. He leaves. He's like, you're crazy. He like sprints out of the room and leaves all of his belongings behind. Everything. Like sprints into the night. Like yeah. he's like, I'll figure out how to get out of here. Just don't follow me cameras. Yeah. He goes, I got a cab. I'm going to go. Bye. 
we watch her like spiral and yeah it is like just physically at the Blair Witch Project shooting of it all is kind of nuts I'm really curious about do they just like leave one camera behind always for moments like this I don't know um, or if she just knew that a big fight was coming, so then she texted a producer. I'm very curious about the actual, like, BTS of this whole thing. But then we watch her pick up the phone, call her psychic tarot card reading friend, and say, what do you think? Should I call Harris? Should I reach out to Harris, the cousin, so that I could fuck him again? Which is such an insane solution to the problem. It's so crazy and toxic, and you're like, no, 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 no. She's, like, running around her room. She's frazzled. She it thinks is... he stole her mother's ring. And she's like, please, don't have, don't. That's the one thing. Like, she's hyperventilating. She's crying. Then she finds the ring. And she calls Ryan back to say, I will say the one nice thing about you is that you didn't steal my mother's <laughs> ring. And I'm like, you are, I, you are continuing to poke him. This show, like, really, truly defines, like, no heroes. Like, you cannot yes. be on anyone's side. Like, I thought the end of no. rules was bad this show is like oh my god everyone's no. horrible and then she's like she starts like screaming and crying and hitting her phone and she was like fuck off and die i'm gonna fuck a cabana <gasps> yeah. boy and i have thousands of dollars in slides and watches i'm like oh my god yeah she does say fuck off and die i'm going to fuck a cabana boy <laughs> and that's one of the you go oh that's gonna become like etsy 90 day like funny merch but while I'm watching it, I'm like, "That's this is not funny. It's actually really scary. This woman is, like, very seriously spiraling, and it's really, really weird. And she, like, is also in this foreign country, which is, like, in contrast to all of the other stories of this season, that they're all, like, at their home base. So she's like, I don't even know if I should go home. And I'm like, girl, go home. Like, I really just want you to go home. Oh my but God. she's just absolutely going to reach out to this Harris, which also made me want to ask you. <laughs> this is... <laughs> I was like, I love when you're like this. I can relate to this absolute <laughs> debacle of a relationship. I wanted to be like, has Alyssa, have, I'm assuming that you haven't fucked any of your boyfriend's cousins, but that like destructive, I can relate to that yeah, like yeah, really self-sabotaging, like destructive uh, impulse to be like, okay, I'm going to twist this knife. Yeah, who yeah. can I, who can I text that's really going to fuck this up? So yeah. that as insane as it was, was also really darkly relatable to me. Uh, and did you feel the same way? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, look, I've never fucked anyone's cousin. Like, that's <laughs> that's tough. That's, like, pretty gnarly. Um, yeah, and yeah, also yeah. to be like, do it one time, know that it hurts them, and then go back for more. Like, that's, like, that's a new level. Like, I will say I've not participated on that level. But I have, like, someone who did the whole, um, basically, like, what Luke is doing to Hannah on Summer House, the person who did that to me. Uh, mm. who made me duck in a car because we drove past their ex-girlfriend and I like was unclear if they were like still hooking up or not and I felt like I was being lied to. I did hook up with her brother just as like a punishment. Mm, so that nice. was like not something I would probably do now, <laughs> but I did do that when <laughs> I was younger. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I feel like that probably burned that bridge forever and uh, look, good for me, but also shame on me. <laughs> But also you were younger and yeah. this woman is like twice our age and yeah. it is it's disappointing and scary to see and it is 
Oh, man, it's just it's just too much. And it is also what you pointed out when we first were I was first telling you about this show and you were like, oh, this seems like it's we're just setting people up to be murdered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, it felt very dangerous. It really shines a light thing. on how like men can murder women. Sure, we know. But also women could murder men. And I believe it because of the show. Yeah. <laughs> like, every scenario I'm like, Rad, get out. It's like you're Just not get safe. Out. I'm like, get away from each other, please. God, oh, get God. these people away from each other. Yeah, uh, I did watch on- this episode and I was like, this is, we should not be allowed to watch this. <laughs> like, no, it feels, yeah, that's the thing. That's, we were like, this is, this is a little too far. Um, but ugh, man, still, it's so good to talk about. On a lighter note, but still equally messy, this Julia Brandon pregnancy scare. <laughs> Julia throws up in the morning and then Brandon goes, well, we should tell my parents. And Julia goes, this bad idea, this bad, why tell parents before test? Why I not like this idea? And she's so fucking right, like she always is. And they go (laughs) tell the parents and just see mullet mom and fucking farmer dad be like, why, why, why are you telling me this? I love any moment where you have to watch the parent, these two parents, confront like the fact that they raised such a Stuart little little bitch like he's such a little bitch and when they when this was such an example of him being like well I just wanted to tell you she's throwing up and we're gonna take wait, a test wait, and the wait. dad was like why did you tell me this why 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 would you tell me this why why just don't do I wouldn't do that and I'm like you raised him though yeah you taught you taught him his fucking weird ass ways and when you say Stuart little little bitch like do you mean Jonathan Lipnicki who I went to high school with like is that no. what you're talking about okay, okay wow wondering. backdoor brag <laughs> I think he looks like the animated mouse that Michael J Fox right. voices I, I like, think Brandon look, I looks not... like a tiny tiny mouse <laughs> Okay, that makes more sense. That makes more sense. Um, yeah, no, no, no. Stuart was the mouse, not the boy. The name sort of, thing. of Jonathan Lipnicki. Okay, perfect. Thank you for clarifying because that would be so horrible if that was the impression people had. But no. <laughs> and and we then, of course, find out that Julia is not pregnant uh, and, sh- and that everything is just a fucking hot mess. And I will say to do another like whiplash, like devil's advocate moment, mullet mom gave them condoms. And fucking Brandon is an absolute piece of shit and like rolls his when the mullet mom is like, I gave you guys protection. You guys are both deciding not to use protection. That makes me scared. And he's like rolling his eyes like, oh, believe me, I've been telling her to get on birth control. Fuck off and die, Brandon. I want Stephanie to come and rip Brandon's head off. Get on a plane from Belize and come whip this kid's ass on the farm. The, the fact that you can't wrap your pencil dick is so fucking annoying to me, Brandon. And then when when fucking Julia feels nauseous, you make her go have this uncomfortable conversation with your shitty parents when all they want to do is play Jenga. Just let them play Jenga. Did you get the pulling out metaphor with the Jenga? Oh. No. <laughs> Okay, so he's like, oh, we've been using, uh, I believe it's called, the technical term is the pulling out method. Maybe I'm just really good at it. I'm like, shut up. You're disgusting. You're not good at it. And then they're playing Jenga, and they're like, oh, Julia, you set me up. I'm going to pull this one out. And I was just like, wow. Oh, my God, Alyssa. That's unbelievable. I, you should, (laughs) I'm an... (laughs) I my, my 
my mind is so blown. I'm so disappointed I didn't see that. I mean, maybe and I'm well, imagining it, but I no, seems not. very like one to one to me. <laughs> no, you're so right. What a no, you're so right. What a wow, how genius. This is so great. They're like, let's Ugh. play a game. And Brandon's like, I pull out of my girlfriend. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, so are you still on the side of the parents? I am. Ugh, don't put me in the fucking corner, Alyssa. <laughs> I I am in terms of this birth control situation. I'm an, I, I do think that while the parents are really, really weird and they're asking for too much, I do think that the requirements and like the wanting them to like fucking be smart is I, I'm still in their corner in that case. I'm still in their They should be using birth control. If they're not independent enough to like support themselves, then they shouldn't be like willy nilly having unprotected sex in their parents' house and not really caring if they get pregnant. So I'm on their side in that way. Right. But I also can never be fully on their side because mullet mom and farmer dad are so deeply deep. They're just the worst parents in the history of the world because they made Brandon. <laughs> And and maybe if I'm really if I do some mental gymnastics, I could say that them wanting to keep him on the farm and wanting to keep him so close to them is them taking responsibility for making such a weirdo. If they're just like, we don't even want him out in the world. We just want him to live with us forever because we know he's so weird. Then I'm back to being pro parent because then that's that's when I like them. But. I'm just pro Julia. You know this. Every week I just say how much I I want Julia to figure her shit out. Do you think that they're going to last? Do you think that this season is going to result in her going home? Or do you think that they're going to fucking get married? No, I think they'll last. They seem like they can handle all this shit. He just needs to get a little bit of money and then they'll be fine. Like when they when he can afford an apartment, I think. I'm really blown away at you spotting this, like, really beautiful Jenga pulling out metaphor. I want you to teach, like, a college class on, like, dissecting this show. That's so amazing. Thank you. Um, Thank you so much. Uh, What was I going to say? Oh, there's so much dick talk on this episode this week, you guys. Like, dicks have been the center of attention (laughs) all week. I'm just realizing back to back to back dicks. Just, like, stripper dicks, no condom dick, condom dick. Like, what? this is just all we're talking about this week is dick i guess <laughs> give the people what they want yeah. Alyssa. podglomerate is like what did we do what did we do <laughs> oh no 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 no, no, no. Back out? you guys already announced it oh we gave you the art already oh shit okay fuck great um anything else do we want to like give uh salt lake city's reunion and the season as a whole like do we want to give it a grade and try to talk about what's gonna happen next season we think yeah, I'd love to give it a grade. You go first. You okay, go first. I think BB plus. BB plus. Yeah. Cute. Cute. Um, I would I yeah, continue. Continue. Had some good elements like obviously Mary, everything about Mary and her story was interesting. I feel like we kind of lost steam towards the end, got a little repetitive, picked back up, you know, in the reunion situation. Up, you know, in the reunion situation. Definitely funny women look like, and I would love to see them haze someone who comes in late. Uh, but I'm not sure that we're yes. ever going to get to see Mary again, which is kind of sad. I agree. I I think I'm going to go with A-. minus. I think the cast is so stellar. I think that there was a lot of um, a lot of variety in the things they were bringing to the table. I've talked a lot about how I think the a few of them were so open about their lives, which is so key to being a good housewife. And it, you know, first season they're figuring it out um i am worried that mary's not going to come back i don't see why she would yeah at this point 
And I don't know why the producers would really try to die on that hill to get her there because it seems like it's a little difficult to incorporate her into stories because I don't think that the women naturally that they that they're this is like a natural group of friends that we're seeing. I also yeah. am curious if we're going to see I wonder if Meredith is going to stay. Yeah, uh, she, she seems feels... like she might not think it's worth it, you know? No. Oh, and this reminds me, I did have something that I was thinking about while watching this, is that we were debating last week about uh, Teresa Judice on Real Housewives of New Jersey breaking the Real Housewife rule of bringing up children in an oh. argument and speaking about them in a derogatory way mm-hmm. i would say that a uh-huh. few episodes ago mm-hmm. uh-huh you pointed out is that what's happening <laughs> i just wanted to cite an Alyssa litman quote uh from a couple episodes ago <laughs> where you pointed out that mark mark brooks brooks marks. brooks marks terrible name brooks marks love him is a 21-year-old man who mm-hmm. got a talking head mm-hmm. on a big Bravo show and mm-hmm. is reaping plenty of benefits from that. And I would argue that Gia Judice mm-hmm. is all of that and more. She is technically an adult woman. She has younger a talking head on the show. Mm-hmm. Okay, she's younger than 21. Okay, I think that's, she's fair. that's fair. I think she's like a freshman or sophomore in college. We should look it up. Really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. we should. We should look it up. But I think that there is a little bit of fair play involved in a Gia situation that is leaning a little bit closer to the Brooks than it is to like the younger, like, you know, don't have their driver's license yet offspring of the housewives. I just think it's something to think about. I will say, I will say, to your point, that I just Googled it and Gia is 20, which is younger than 21. But Yes, it is younger than 21. Obviously, I will, okay, let's just end on this. Ready? Okay, okay. Talking about someone's track suits is less damaging to their reputation than insinuating that they're doing coke. Yes, 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 yes. I, I completely agree. I also will say I'm biased because I've seen Gia grow up on the show. And I, like I said, I will fight for Teresa to the death. You know, like there's not no, much I she know. could do. <laughs> no, you're a Teresa truther. You're I a Teresa truther. Like, you know, Meredith, <laughs> it's like you got to like have a little bit of more thick skin. Like Teresa obviously has very thick skin and has taken a lot of shit on the show. And so I understand mm-hmm. why she's like, look, don't say that my daughter does cocaine. Meredith being like, don't talk about his track suits. I'm like, OK. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, yeah, those those side by side, definitely super different. I also will say I agree with you that I would like maybe die for Gia like yeah. I really really love her and like we've seen her ha- go through uh, unbelievable trauma on the show and she seems like a wonderful and uh, smart and beautiful young lady uh, even in this week's episode she was telling her mother to apologize and to try and get over it and that was really cool to see so we love you Gia I just was uh, I just wanted to come for come yeah, for you Alyssa. Okay. you're being like really zen you're being very sure. Meredith right now and I appreciate it you're like sure. I'm, disengaging I'm disengaging from the situation I'm disengaging <laughs> okay sure whatever you say have a nice day Taylor oh no that's the end of the podcast you guys this is gonna be crippling to be emotionally for the rest of the day I'm gonna be like texting Alyssa memes and being like don't be mad at me <laughs> no Hi, I hear you? you I hear you you know we'll keep an eye out for it I guess yeah 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 okay uh well wow what a good week how much fun uh we're still friends we're not fighting which is great (laughs) you think (laughs) i'm just kidding no we're still friends don't worry uh never end a podcast on a fight and thank you for being here (laughs) thank you guys for being here thank you for being here for our dick podcast uh where it's just all about dicks moving forward but wow Ah, what a gift 
But I'll uh, I'll I'll talk to you talk to you next week, friends. Bye.